some sharp. There you go. Oh, yeah. And cheers, guys. Cheers. Merry cheers. Christmas. There you go. And hello, cheers. listeners. Hello to you, listeners. Welcome to the very chilled and relaxed, free for all episode of a hot tie cast. Uh, the, the limbo stage between Christmas and New Year, where people are like, is it Christmas? Do we celebrate New Year? We don't know. Shops would tell us to stop selling Christmas, celebrating Christmas now, and to start the New Year stuff and start planning for Easter. I don't really like that. <laughs> Seriously, man, in Southampton, they these lovely German uh, they lovely German well, this... up and they take them all down like the, like the day after Christmas. Well, this is the time of year where I literally do not know what day of the week it is, ever. Or what time it is, it's just that limbo period. It's, yeah, everything goes out the window. It's all a bit, all a bit of a mess there. How's, how's your Christmas, Mike and Jeff? Yeah, good, good. Relaxed. Didn't yeah, it's been good so far. Everything's been good yeah. so far. How's, how's, been, how's the weather been like over there, Mike? Uh, well, actually, I have a guy working on the furnace out in the toy barn right now. It's been uh, we've been down around single digits all week. So wow, uh, okay, okay. And the but, furnace has been going out, so it's been getting the toys have been bitten mighty cold. Have yeah. you had much snow? Yeah, we, well, about seven eight inches total. So there's probably that's about on the ground. You see, that would have killed Great Britain. Seven eight inches. Yeah. That, yeah. Would just, that would just that would just kill England, wouldn't it? It would just it would just slaughter. We England. we we, we would we'd grind to a halt. I yeah, mean, we, we had we had about. Two or three inches a couple of weeks ago. If that's... I didn't even attempt to go to work because everything ground to a halt. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... We get two or three inches. That was my excuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember, I remember coming back from Munich a few years back. Uh, and obviously in Munich, they're totally... You know, they're ready for this. They have... Everybody's got all the right tires and everything. And I get to the airport in Munich and it is snowing like a bastard. And I'm thinking, oh, man, this doesn't look good. But they've got all the plows out. They're spraying the planes down. Everything's cool. Then it comes over the tannoy. My flight is delayed because of rain at Stansted. <laughs> rain. Rain at Stansted. That's how... Bad England is. Yeah, that's it's a weak, it's a weak sauce, man. Infrastructure in this country is terrible, man. And infrastructure in other countries in America is pretty bad as well. But my God, the Americans are like snow comes, yeah, no problem. Canadians, no problem. England, <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> crazy. So, pardon me, I'm eating my pan au chocolat. I'm having my cup of tea here. Well, sorry, nice. my, my Chardonnay actually. So, uh, it, actually, I, actually, it's a, it's a bottle of Pinotage, actually, but uh, whatever. Okay. You might have a different bottle. Oh, I might have a different, might have a different taste than you, Jeff. <laughs> so tell us, lads. Um, I, just, I just figured we'd have an episode today that was just going to be a bit like a little bit of a free fall, a bit of, bit of, a, bit of a chat, maybe a little bit of ragging on some things. We'll, I like to do that. I, li I like to use this platform to rag on a few things. So I might rag on something later on. But um, well, I suppose oh. it's a, and I suppose it's a good time to look back on, on all the all the crap that's been going down, figures and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, what I've heard of doing anyway, let, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about the Star Wars movie. It's a hot topic. We don't really review movies uh, on, this, on this podcast per se, but as at Star Wars, we're all big old geeks here. I, by the way, recently, just got accepted into the 501st. So, yay. TK, whoa, whoa. Good TK, for you. TK42301. TK42301. Uh, at your service, yo. Nice, That's dude. me. You can look me up, TK42301. And I even went did a little bit of trooping on them, not as 501st, but even on like, I was like, I've got this beautiful expensive armor. I've got some friends, who did, they, they were going off to the midnight screen, so they couldn't come with me. But I was like, there's this new cinema opened up in, in, in Southampton City, which is a pretty big city for anyone else abroad who doesn't really know how big Southampton is. It's a pretty, pretty yeah. sizable city. And we got a new cinema. And it was, it was the midnight screen, and I was like, I've got this beautiful stormtrooper armor. You know, it's just, and by the way, my, it. my armor... Is um, is RS Prop Masters? It's modeled and made from the exact molds 
of uh, and from a new hope. So it's not empire. It's not a compromise or anything. It's proper, proper. You cannot. This is like the jam of armor. The Novos armor is very proper, nice. Proper pine wood, yeah. But this is proper pine wood studio sculpted. You know exactly as they were, right down to the imperfections. I mean, actually, you so, get so, 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 you, so you've got you've got the asymmetrical helmet and the little ripples around the eyes. Exactly, I do. Yeah, There's a specific little bump on the head there that, that indicates yeah, what armor yeah. is. You know, I mean, so you're a god among nerds. Yes, yeah. I am a god among them, and this is 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 the creme. Like, I'm admittedly, my friends, and one of them is listening. He's going to be like, oh, I told you. He's, he, I was, I was wanting to get the Anovos armor. Because the, the, the enormous arm is lovely, uh, but it's idealized. It is scanned, I believe, and, and, and more idealized than the um, RS Prop Masters, but I believe it's actually scanned from the Prop Masters, but kind of evened out. You actually. Ah! <laughs> it's not Halloween. What's going on there? Is that one of the kids, Jeff? Was that one of your kids? No, that, sorry, that's my kids in the background. I think it was something. I think it was somebody burning their hand or the pizza or something. Sorry about that. Oh no, they're not burnt, are they? They're not hurt, are they, Jeff? Right? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Everything's cool. No, no. They were. They, they, it was just not not hot oven. But it was just the actual pizza oh. itself. So, so I, I, as it was a you know midnight screening and so forth, I just felt. It, it was just wrong for me not to be going down to one of the, a big, just a big cinema, not my armor. And I was like, I took a bit of a risk. And you know, there's there's certain levels of geekery I will ascend to. I'm not, I'm, I'm a pretty big geek, but I'm not like yeah. uber, uber, uber geek. And I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if we should go down as a lone stormtrooper. But I tell you what, my my lovely girlfriend Ali, she came with me, and I went down there to the cinema. And I swear to God, it was it was gangbusters. It was absolutely bloody brilliant. It was so good. Oh, Because I, I have my voice box and everything. I'm fully in disguise. But I'm totally, a, you know, I saw one of the guys that I recognized from the gym there. He I was driving him mad. He had no idea who I was. It's lovely wearing that armor, man. It's like you were talking to me earlier, Jim, about, about your um, your wife doing her book. The anonymity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The anonymity you have wearing that armor is absolutely brilliant. And if you join the five zero first, <clears throat> you've got to remain in character. You cannot break yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, So I'm just like, are you here to serve the Empire's trooper? Little boys and girls. It's really fun. It's interesting. Anyway. Well, the, the weird thing is, anthropologically, there's been so many books and things written about the wearing of masks and what it does to the individual and the id. And it's just, it's fascinating because, as you say, all of a sudden you have that anonymity, you can become somebody else. It's why, it's why you know, when you have masquerade balls, everybody goes absolutely freaking mental. It it's is. that feeling of you can be whoever you want to be. You know, you're not just like restrained by everything that you know you are. You wonder that maybe those, I guess maybe our conversations when you're having, or not that we're going to go too into it, but the conversation when you're having would obviously delve into the anonymity people have on in the internet, and that's why people are such nasty yeah. turds on Facebook Jerks. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, so it's probably the same thing. But anonymity does 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 strange things. But let, let us let us not go any further about that kind of stuff. Let's talk quickly yeah. about Star Wars: A Last Jedi. Mike, cool. take cool. it up first. I, mean, I think we. Yeah, you go away, Mike. You you go. Go, Mike. Go, Mike. Tell us quickly. Go on. Oh, me? Yes. Two thumbs up. Yeah. I buck all the nerds and say that uh, it's probably my fourth favorite Star Wars movie. Really? Your fourth favorite? Yep. Right, so what's your favorite? Well, well, well ESB, of course, and then A New Hope, and then I really like Rogue One. Oh, so Rogue oh, One well, that, that, That's my top three. That is my top three, without a doubt. I'm, I'm with you completely on that. Yeah, and then this one is certainly better than uh, any of the other four. Wow. Um, Jeff? Come on, you've got... Well, I, I, that, that is where we part ways. Mike's top three, I completely agree with. Yeah. Um, but I would have to say the newest one is, obviously the prequels don't count as far as I'm concerned, so they're a separate entity. They live somewhere 
else. Um, <laughs> but as far as all the all, all the other films are concerned, this is probably my lowest. Um, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It was Star Wars. It had all the right Star Wars ingredients. There was just a little bit. I mean, I know they did in Episode Seven. There was a lot of borrowing. There was a lot of scene for scene stuff just to kind of get you back into that universe. But I felt there was even more of it this time. Oh, there were certain scenes where like, are we allowed to do spoilers? Everybody's really seen it now, haven't they? Um, you know, where Snoke's getting spoiler warning. Um, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah, spoiler yeah. warning. Spoiler look warning. Through the viewer and see the ships all being picked off, and I'm thinking that's Luke, and you know, reach for your lightsaber, and and there were so many other scenes like Hawthorne, and I know it was a salt planet rather than Snoke. But it was kind of like, oh come on, guys, do something new. And it was kind of like, but I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but I, would, I just came away from it feeling a bit kind of. Eh. Well, I would argue that Snoke's death is the best villain death of the entire season series. Certainly better than Palpatine in in uh, the original trilogy. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't come agree on. with I mean, the, the way Palpatine, he died. The Emperor I, died. I kind of like, like Maul's death. The Emperor died this wuss death where Vader, the only reason Vader kills him, I never liked the idea that Vader redeemed himself, because the only reason Vader killed him is because he loved Luke, not because he gave a shit about anything else. Oh. And so he yeah. picks the Emperor up, brute force throws him over a freaking railing. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was lame. This death, you actually saw the fact that there was no way in hell that they were going to brute force anything with Snoke. And... Yeah. And they had to use some kind of ingenuity to, to trick him into his death. And they did. I thought it was really well built up. I thought the, it was. The, I thought it was great. And then the sword, I, the battle, the yeah. lightsaber battle afterwards, uh, with the with the Praetorian guards. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? Praetorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. I thought they suddenly became way more badass than any guards we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They made those Emperor Royal guards look like door, doormats. Really, not very. Yeah. Um, when I came out of the cinema, straight away I said, right, I need to kind of sit back and analyze this, but I'm, I'm just of the opinion that, and it, it could be just, you know, whatever, but I'm of the opinion that these things are so well made and so well considered, I'm just like, okay, this is the story, this is, give me, this is what happened, all right, fine, dump it on me. And I'm, I just kind of go with it. Um, you know, I, I, I have the things, but I, I, I absolutely loved it as well. I thought it was absolutely great. I was just like, I was enthralled all the way through. And whether I like a thing or not, I mean, there is, I don't, I think it's fair to say that most people didn't like this, the Finn with the horses. And, 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 and the, the, yeah, and the, the girl with the, the horses. The whole, the whole. The whole planet, uh, you know, the gambling planet, it, it, it made a kind of uh, a statement about, the, you know, today, the world yeah. as it is, you know, the haves and have-nots, which was kind of relevant, but it felt a bit forced, and that whole planet felt a bit kind of like, we need a cantina scene, we need something with lots of aliens. Yeah, it um, was a bit contrived. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't thrilled with that whole sequence, but I did like Rose. Yeah, people like yeah. Rose. I like Rose, too. I like Rose, too. I, yeah. I, 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 I like I like the I mean, I was, but I was just really happy... That, I mean, I, I, it just took a turn when Meaty, when uh, when uh, uh, Ray, uh, Ray and uh, Kylo were in the chamber with with Meaty, um, mm-hmm. what's uh, Snoke? I just I, Snoke. that whole sequence was just full of surprises and full of interest and full of uh, there was just lots of things that are really interesting, interesting like wow you're doing that oh you're going in this direction there's a thing with Ray and uh, Kylo now and I'm like. That's interesting, and I just I like knowing I like I like the sense of wonder. I like knowing where this is going to go, and stuff. Yeah. My only disappointment was. I, I, 
And this appointment was was just we we, we were shown that X wing in the water. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, we yeah, didn't get to yeah, see yeah. it. And I know there was lots of red herrings in this movie. There was lots of like red herrings. Yeah. And, you know, even in the trailer, Luke says to you, "This is not going to go how you think." So it's it, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of warding you off a little bit and kind of giving you things. But what what didn't you like, Jeff? Uh, well, it's not so much like I can't pinpoint specific moments. There were lots of little bits that. That, that that kind of bugged me a little bit within the plot, but as I say, it was it was more that whole borrowing again from what had gone before, and I was thinking, well, you know, we we kind of need the thing about Rogue One, even though it was everything leading up to the events of A New Hope, it felt like a totally original Star Wars movie. Uh, there were a few kind of you know little cameo appearances from people that weren't really necessary. But it felt like a war movie, a standalone little movie, and they, they didn't have to worry about the characters that had gone before, apart from a couple of, you know, Vader scenes, which were freaking awesome, um, and, and Mop Tarkin. But on the whole, it just felt like a really well-founded, well-put-together movie. And I, I just felt this was a bit messy. It just felt a bit kind of like it was going off in directions sometimes it didn't really need to. Um, I personally wasn't that happy with the development of Luke as a character, it was kind of like I, I, I felt like he, he, he was he was just he was just too much of a wimp. It was kind of like you know I thought this was a guy hey, who, but here's who would the, have here's gone. The thing. I, here's the thing, Jeff. Hasn't he always been? Yeah, yeah I know. That's what, and, and that's I've what never I never liked Luke. He was yeah, and that's that's what movie. I did like about the scenes with Yoda when Yoda came back, and I liked that because all of a sudden he was just a kid again. Yeah, you know, and it yeah. was kind of like, well, that scene where they're, they're sitting on the rocks and Yoda's talking to him, and it's young Luke again. It's that kid. You know, dagger bites that guy who just doesn't know what the freaking hell he's doing, and he just wants to do his best. Um, but I would have thought, I hoped that in the years, the thirty years in between, he may have been a little bit more kind of well-rounded and uh, and got his shit together. But he, he just didn't. Yeah. However, that said, I mean, I I don't know about you guys, and again, this is spoiler central. So if you don't want to hear anything, they'll just switch off. But the the scene at the end when Luke confronts the, the Atats and and uh, and, and uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I just, I, I knew instantly that was a force projection. I knew it was something playing with Kylo Ren. Absolutely. Well, well, he was all groomed and... It was because the beard was dark again. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Jedi do not use just for men. And yeah. I'm thinking, he's wearing the outfit, and he's kind of like, his hair's been... Obviously, he could have his hair cut in the interim. But I'm thinking, we've just seen him. He, he's older, he's greyer, he doesn't look like that anymore. And it was kind of like, I thought, this is something playing with somebody here. And, um, yeah... So I'm just cool that I got that within seconds. Cool. Oh, no, well, it, it, I mean, that's the thing with these. That, that, I mean, this is the thing, though. It's just, you look, you, the bottom line is you enjoy the movie. But I, I think when people are going out saying it's like crap or, or worse, or, I just... Man, I, it's not crap. No, exactly. That, that, that's, that's what annoys me. And that, that, it, it'd be, it would be nice if we could all, everybody could just have, like, conversations and say, oh, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. Oh, it, it's not my favorite. It's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like... Might be starting to get into the Marvel Marvel territory, Marvel Cinematic Universe, where yeah. literally all those Marvel movies are pretty much three stars or above, right? It's fair to say that there are uh, at least yeah. three stars and above, all of them. And you pick your favorites. Like, I know for some, Doctor Strange is their favorite Marvel movie. For me, it's my least favorite. For some, Guardians of the Galaxy is their favorite, uh, favorite I, I, movie. I, 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 I like to, uh, for, for me, it's probably The Winter Soldier. I don't yeah, know why. I just love that movie. Also, I, 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 my, my point is, I think. When it comes to things that are genuinely well made and there's genuine storytelling in them, I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, that, 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 it's not like something like Transformers where it's just 
Why is Mark Wahlberg even doing that? Why is he doing that? There's no reason for Mark Wahlberg to be doing anything in this movie whatsoever. It's, it's really a, big, fat, juicy check being well, made under you know his nose. I mean? no, but, but even even <laughs> on the plot, you know, when you can start spotting plot holes and things like that in your own movie and, and the, in movies, they're like clear. I know there's plot holes in most movies, but I, as I said, I just think that these Star Wars movies are so well, so well considered and so well made yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it, it is easy to be cynical. And there is that fear. Of the dis, the slight disnification of it, but I, I, I well, that, if I'm going to be honest, that was another thing that did bug me a bit. You, um, you was that there were scenes? I mean, I, I know I'm going back to that whole casino planet thing. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. And I know it's really difficult to get really shit hot child actors, um, but there were quite a few kids in it in scenes, you know, where they were kind of all this whole thing about the spark that's going to get yeah, the rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little scenes, and I just thought the, the twist really, moment. The kids were really weak, and, and I thought there were scenes that felt like an episode of Star Trek on television rather than a big Hollywood movie. Mm. Um, but again, this is just me really dissecting and really picking the shit out of it, which I shouldn't because I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the movie, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like, then you just end up coming up with thinking, oh, if only they'd done this a little bit better. Mm. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's what I think it is. So I think it is, it's just a case of a taste thing. What, what do you like? I mean, it's yeah. you know, it is just boiling down to taste. I. Well, like like we're saying, I, I don't think people should be calling it crap because crap movies do exist. Once you see a crap movie, watch Gods of Egypt. That's a crap movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, might, you might enjoy it, but it's a crap movie. You know, and, and so but to call Star Wars crap is just it's not it's not it's not good enough for me. You need to you need to look Thank at you. what a crap movie really is to to do oh. that. Mind you, mind you, in hushed tones, on hushed tones, I'm hearing some bad things about Solo. Wow. Uh, let's, anyway, let's, but uh, that's, that's the wait and see. It could be, it could be amazing. I'm not buying into that because it's the same thing about John Carter. And you know what? John Carter's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, bum. Well, and the other thing is they always <laughs> like one of one of the complaints right now with Solo is the actor, and we heard that with every actor who's ever played any yeah. key role. You know, there's people who go on and on about how he's the wrong pick. So. You yeah. have to wait until the movie comes out to be able to decide yeah, that. But I did want to mention one other thing out of this movie that bugged cool. me that people are upset about that I actually really, really like. Yeah. And that's Ray's parents. Now, I'm cool I'm with that. You, yeah. I'm cool I, with well, that. Here's the thing. It was, you know, while the first movie gave some hint that Luke was some sort of, you know, his father was a great Jedi, blah, blah, blah. They didn't go so far overboard with it to take away the thrill for any child watching it that he could be a Jedi. Yeah. It was it was this control of the force. It was this, you know, you just had to become in touch with yourself and the and the universe around you. The the second movie when we find out Vader's his dad, it kind of kills a little bit of that. But the trilo- the original trilogy didn't really completely take that away. Not until we got to the freaking midichlorians and and Anakin being a, you know, virgin birth of the force and yeah, all yeah, this. Yeah this stuff that suddenly got rid of all that. It had to be this lineage. Well, the kids can't be a Jedi anymore, right? It's got to be this special lineage. And I like yeah. the fact that Ray's parents could... Now, we don't know that Kylo's not lying to her, right? He's got plenty yeah, of reasons. Yeah, he could be lying. He could be lying. He's not a guy who... Right. I, so we can't take it at face value yet either. But I'm completely fine with the fact that it's... She just had shitty parents. Yeah, and the, but the know, thing... The thing there were the, nobody. Yeah. But within the character kind of narrative, the thing they seem to be pushing you towards as a viewer was that with this connection between Luke and Leia in the fact that they were still communicating all these miles apart was that, you know, so, you know, is it going to turn up their twins separated? That seemed to be what they were kind of pushing you towards. Yeah, and then except- there was the big reveal, of course, that she is just a nobody. She's just... 
just and, a junker. If any solution to this right now, where it was somehow another child of Luke or Leia, just yeah. didn't work for me. I mean, the, the idea that Luke abandoned his daughter, or and or that they 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 hit her from Kylo, or none of that. I'm not buying any of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. These movies. I, yeah. agree, I agree with you. Oh, it was, it was and cool I decision. really didn't want him to do what I was afraid they were going to do was come up with some Jedi we've never heard of before and create some backstory that now we need. You know what I mean? I, just, I didn't want to go she's down a, that road of, yeah, she's powerful she, Jedi, she, but we never heard of her parents. Well, yeah. And do you know, do you know what? That, that, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it was good that she just came from nowhere. Yes, it is, it is good. And just to, to, to get people. If you want to experience Luke Skywalker as the kid that you saw in A New Hope, you guys need to be reading the comics. Because all, all the comics at the moment are set between the period of A New Hope and um, Empire Strikes Back. And you're seeing Han and Luke, like, hurting nerfs, for instance. You're seeing, <laughs> you know, Luke, Luke skipping around, like, the, 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 the station, skipping around saying, Han, let me drive the Millennium Falcon, Han, let me pilot the Millennium Falcon, and everyone's saying, no one cares, kid, no one cares, kid. It's just, you're seeing that kind of young Luke again. So I, I encourage anyone, check out the comics if you want to experience Luke. If you want that little, those golden moment boy, moments of Luke, have that. I'm just of the opinion, here's my own personal take. I think for a lot of fans, they're holding on to a vision of Star Wars that is the pulpy, kind of retro look of Empire Strikes Back and that you got in those older Marvel comics, the Al Williamson stuff. That yeah. very kind of pulpy sci-fi, and I think I kind of I kind of guess that people are like maybe not liking these newer Star Wars because it's gotten away maybe from that kind of more hard or grittier edge. But all I would say to that is, is I think Rogue One gives you hope in that we will get other Star Wars movies that are a little bit more gritty and a little bit more down and dirty. I mean, the main trilogy are going to be the all-rounder, everyone goes, everyone family loves it. But I think I'm hoping that the, these other movies will be catered towards more our age group, our, the ones that are a bit more dirty, down and dirty, and yeah. Bosk and all those kinds of guys. I mean, do you know what you, And I, I use Bosk as just a, as just a symbolism for that kind of pulpy, Star Warsy story, gritty kind of feel look. Yeah, you, do you yeah, yeah, I do, and I think the thing that Ryan Johnson it is Ryan Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, that, that he did really well was um, uh, he he did whatever you think about it, create a bigger expanded universe. You know, they were they were he going did. in different directions. We were seeing stuff happen. I mean, that's obviously the reason why the Disney colors. Oh, have we lost someone? No, have we? No, no, just got an update on my phone. All right, okay. That's obviously the reason that um, you know Disney have now entrusted him to go away and make a, a kind of a, a trilogy of films that are just set within the universe without the major characters because he gets it. He, he loves Star Wars in the same way as I think Gareth Edwards really kind of uh, loved Star Wars as well. Um, so I think you know th there's a lot of hope for the future of this whole universe just getting bigger and better, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really up for that. Uh, but side-pedalling, going back to the whole... Another side-pedal? Uh, another side-pedal, because I, I, I agree with, I agree with uh, what Mike was saying about that whole kind of thing about, you know, the way he could see, the way that um, Ben's mind was working, and the way he twisted the lights, etc. You know, there was stuff going on there. But I still feel like... I know that the, the next one's got to play out yet, but they kind of wasted Snoke too early. It's like he was the big bad. I mean, obviously we're going to we're going to get Kylo <laughs> becoming a bigger badder, um, potentially or redeeming, depending on how it all plays out. But one of my biggest problems with the prequels was that you know we lost um, 
we lost uh, Darth Maul in the first one. In the second one, we lost Jango Fett and um, and and was it Count Dooku as well, or was that yeah. the third one? I can't remember. Um, and then it was kind of like you know, and, and then we had who was that robot guy? I can't remember now. Uh, the, with the six arms, whatever. Grievous. Grievous exactly got wasted in the third one, and it was kind of like. I like there to be a consistent big bad in the background. Obviously, we had Sidious, like the puppet master, the Machiavellian, playing all these people, which is good. But it's nice to have a Vader, you know, a, a minion, a, a really powerful bad guy that is doing everybody's bidding. And um, and I, I personally just thought, wow, Snoke, we don't even know who he is, where he came from, what his background is, which is fine. Because, again, I love that about Star Wars. I love that about the original film back in 77 when I was a kid. The fact that you didn't have everything explained to you, you just threw yourself into the middle of this episode and you just go on with it. Yeah. But at the same time, he just felt a little bit wasted to me. I, mean, I don't know where he's, where he's come from. I don't know who he is yet. I mean, I, all I would argue to that was, was that when, the, when, when we were finally revealed with Sean Snoke and he was doing his dialogue, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's kind of cool. But for me, he was delving into very typical regular bad guy territory. And I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, okay. He's, yeah, while it was a shock, I was, I was also, when I was watching, I was like, I'm, more, I'm worried about whether he's going to be that interesting going going forward. And luckily, we not luckily, or for, for better or worse, we're not going to find that out. But I, when I was watching him, yeah. it was like, yeah, he's a very typical bad guy. He's, he's, he's not terribly... He's not terribly interesting. But he's, he's he only... He didn't have any redeeming qualities, did he? No, no. but his only interest is like where to get all those scars. I mean, it blows out the whole idea that I, I thought he might have been Grand Moff Tarkin or something that survived the Death Star explosion or something crazy yeah. like that. But, you know, it does... Well, see, now all we need to do is get prequels to that so you can figure it out yeah yeah, yeah. maybe oh, well that's probably it too might get, well, he'll might probably turn out to be a clone the other prequels did yeah they'll they'll probably have got all the dna from some some from tarkin some from from anakin stroke vader some of it would have been from palpatine and they've created this super bad force being mm. that's what they've done okay <laughs> right well should we some minutes actually do what this podcast is actually about and actually start to talk about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll see the dog. The dog is, like, impressed with that idea. He's happy with that idea. <laughs> so if the dog approves, I say we go forward. So, um, well, we're not going to go into mega, mega, mega reviews. I guess we could, like, cover one or two figures and just do some bit of a bit of a chat around. But I did want to have a little mini rant because I've just, I've just had it again, like, literally just today again. This, this crack with the brown shippers. I literally had a guy buying a figure on eBay, bid, one and everything like that. And next thing he calls me, oh, sorry, I just noticed, does this come with the brown shipper? To which I, which, which I, of course, launched. Why, monkey shit about that. I know, I know. Well, to which I just launched into this whole, uh, just launched into my usual thing. Yeah, the brown shipper is not considered packaging. It's considered yeah. the shipper. You, you ship it like no different than a brown box. It's why Sideshow yeah. ship their figures in the shipper caked in labels. That's it. If it's not designed, if it's just something to ship, the main box in, well, it's not if, part if, of the packaging. If, if, if it was, by this logic, the little silicate would be part of the packaging, the plastic bag yeah. that could take the thingy in the part of the packaging, it's just, it's, it's, it's nonsense. And, and the other thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can, Mike will be the same here, that in the past when we received, we were lucky enough to receive samples, uh, you know, and they come from a manufacturer, then they, not only do you get the brown ship, you get the big box that they would have put all the figures into ship overseas. Exactly. So is that is that worth something? Does somebody want that? Because I've been to plenty of those. Yeah, I've been the brown. I mean, I, I use the brown ships to just send to ship off other figures if I'm shipping them off or exchanging them or selling them or whatever. That's what I use the brown shippers for. But to actively, 
well, I can understand maybe a level of preference to have a bronze shipper because maybe you want to preserve that beautiful, pristine. No, here's package. no, no, no. Here's why they want the bronze shipper. I'll tell you why they want the bronze shipper. It's simple. They're trying to create rarity in something that's not rare. So because yeah. there's you know more and more figures and there's fewer probably collectors, we have a situation where prices are going down and you know and collectors want to have something special. So now they're trying to falsely create something special by saying, "Hey, I've even got the brown shipper." Now, it is. It doesn't matter. It's it, yeah. It's total garbage. If it's not both- as a box designer, as a man who professionally for a living designs packaging for action figures, if it's not designed, I do. I do not get. I'm, not, I'm never told. Or design the brown box. We're going to put the shipping label on, by the way, for us. <laughs> Make this look nice. No, it's it's a brown box that's that's stamped by a machine. That's all it is. It's a brown box stamped by a machine. There's no graphics. There's barely a logo on there. There's nothing on these boxes to warrant any value at all. The only purpose these boxes serve is to preserve it. The inner, the actual real packaging for shipping. As I said, if you you, you may as well start. Keeping the sellotape, the wire ties, little things, this plastic that keep the hands, everything, and and just that has a value. And it's just, it's just no, no, you're wrong. You're just wrong. (laughs) End of discussion. Switch out this podcast if this offends you right now. I don't care. You're just wrong. It it, it just we get just get a grip. It just. I've got that. My chest, my foot, ten pounds. And breathe. And breathe. Let us not talk about experience. <laughs> Who got the Punisher? I did, yeah, yeah, but I don't have him in front of me because I wasn't sure what we were going to be talking about. Okay. Oh, the the uh, Netflix Hot Toys Punisher. Netflix Hot Toys yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get him? Mark? Yeah, he's fantastic. Do you want to? Yeah, he's he's, cool. Do you want to grab he's him? Jeff? Way better than the Daredevil. Uh, I'd have to go out and open a box and then another box. He is in my hallway, but have you opened him? Should I disappear for a second? Yeah, by all means, me, I'll, I'll, I'll me and Michael I'll, talk. I'll about, I'll, you guys talk amongst yourself. I'll grab him. Hang all on. right, you go grab him because he's good. I'm going to put you on mute. Back in a minute. He's good. So, yeah, you um, you, you, you like him I mean, right off the bat there, uh, Mike. You said you prefer him to Daredevil. Yeah, the the uh, Daredevil, you know, I got that one first. Yeah. And um, We covered that last time. Yeah, compared to other Hot Toys releases, just not thrilled with him. Yeah. When I got, but he was okay. When I got... Um, uh, what are we talking about? Um, Punisher. Sure. When I got Punisher, see that's old age. Set. <laughs> when you got when I got Punisher, he um, standing him next to Daredevil. I hated Daredevil even more. Really, he's just such a really nice. You know, Punisher is a nice figure. He is. He is very nice. But that I think. I think. I, mean, I actually think it was an easy Hot Toys uh, Hot Toys figure because in fairness, there's not much to him. Yeah, I mean the costume is just another military, you know, grade style costume, right? Yeah. Pants, shirt, mm-hmm. black, black vest. Nothing too special there, and the and the weapons are all military weapons, so it's not like they haven't done those a million times before. Yeah, I mean, but the, uh, but uh, the uh, portrait is really nice. The, por- the portrait is absolutely excellent. Um, it, it's I think that's one. <laughs> it's 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 funny. Some faces they can just depending on the face they can just absolutely nail. But this John Burnsall hit sculpt is absolutely amazing, and it was delighted to actually get the figure just when the series was coming out as well. It was like, yeah, I know it is the Daredevil Punisher, but you know we just got the the series just came out yeah. as well. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant, and and and, and I got mine from Fanboy Clickables, and literally straight away I was like, oh, people got to go and get. Sold out because the, the TV show was on. Like I just think, I think Daredevil are uh, punished. The Punisher figure it came out, and people were like, "Yeah, cool, great, great, great." And there was about a two-week window before 
the show was on. But then the show came on and boom, this figure is now a hot, hot ticket again. Um, I, I will say that I, I would have preferred mo more weapons. He is the Punisher. I would have preferred more Yeah, he can always use more. He can always use more. He definitely needed a machine gun of some sort. So I, act I actually went and got myself a machine gun. I think I ended up getting the, the machine gun that um, the, 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 the roadblock trigger from G.I. Joe had. So I, I think I'm getting up that big M60 kind of cool, modern-looking machine gun that he had because it's got to be all about it. I, was, I, I originally gave him one of the Terminator's guns, but that was too old-fashioned-looking. You know, it's... Punisher, he's going to have the latest, most kicking U.S. military hardware that money can buy. So I, I had to get another proper good machine gun for him because I just thought a sniper rifle and a pistol is just wasn't enough. And I know the big mini Vulcan gun is awesome, but it's just you know when I imagine the Punisher, I just kind of imagine like two big, big different kinds of machine guns. And I know the sniper yeah. rifle is good, and the sniper rifle is actually featured in the opening credits of his TV series, which is cool, you know, and stuff. And um, I will also say as well, I was quite impressed with the engineering they did on the boots in this one. It's a little flimsy, but it was like, oh, it's, and it's only flimsy because I, it's just a, a bare boot. They might have maybe sort of tucked a sock in there or something like to make it a little bit less kind of um, flimsy. is not the right word, but kind of gappy because uh, it, it's like the shoe and then the actual, it's, he's wearing a, like a proper military boot, but the shoe and the the shoe and the actual ankle lower shin part are two separate pieces, like you see maybe in Captain America, but Captain America's got this overlay which hides it. But in this, it's, it's quite apparent. But it, 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 it's a nice job because it's sculpted so well. You just kind of push it down a little bit and it's, you don't even know that it's a separate piece. So in terms of articulation on his legs are really good. I don't like the articulation of his arms though because, again, it's Punisher. I want him to be in, get him to, into cool snipery poses or get him to start to cool properly. Yeah, I don't love those elbows. No, neither do I, but it's like, if we had gotten the roadblock arms, for instance, that would have looked quite ugly. So it's kind of like, what arms could we have kind yeah, of Yeah, but you there? could put him in the jacket, right? At least he's got the jacket option to cover up the elbows if, he, if they were uglier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do think Hot Toys need to re re revisit their, their arm bicep situation and, 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 and do something there. Because there has to be... I know it's always a difficult one. You can see it with, like, Mezco's Wolverine as well. You know, it's a beautiful figure. But, you know, you got, you got those visible joints there and stuff. And we've we got to try and figure out a way to get the whole... That whole front bicep area kind of hidden. There has to be a certain way to engineer that. But yeah, that's the only thing I would, I would say about him. He's a little bit limited on the posing. You know, I really want him to hold a, a military machine gun properly like he can. So it's, it feels like the, the arms are a bit like, um, they're like the Bane arms, aren't they? A little bit for one. For a bit, yeah. But it's like the slimmer ones. They just, they, where it's just, you know, some elbows have got the double jointed elbow. This is just the one joint and therefore his arm only goes a bit like. So it'd be nice like, to be able to like do the poster and fit the gun over his shoulder. I think it's just that whole thing with you know if you're if you're into action figures and you want to pose them, then you don't mind some visible articulation. Um, whereas they've kind of gone for that whole aesthetic of just making him kind of look look better. But as you say, you just can't get him into those dynamic kind of sniper poses. He's never going to raise a rifle and look through the through the sight or anything, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, it is, it is. But you've got them there now, Jeff, in front of you. What do you think? I, I haven't. I've just realized I just went through about three boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking hell, is it? And I realized I put it in the loft already. Oh, you crazy man. He's, Did you look at him at least, uh, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I had him out. I had him out. Oh, I okay, cool. Jacket on. I had everything out, so I've, I've had a good look at him. Oh, good. Well, um, well, yeah, well. no, it's, it's a really cool figure. I, I, and you're watching the like show, I guess, right? Sure. Sorry? You're, watch, you're watching the show as well, I guess, right? I haven't watched the show. I'm, I'm only just catching up on Daredevil. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, oh, uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit behind on that, but um, yeah, it's on my to-do list. Um, but yeah, it's funny we had this conversation a couple of months ago 
when because um, I, I before I seen even Daredevil properly. Um, I, I'm, it's not that I'm not a fan of the actor. He just wasn't how, how I kind of saw the Punisher, um, the guy who plays it. So mm-hmm. um, I'm still looking forward to seeing that. Um, but I at think the same you're going to be pleasantly surprised on that one, isn't he, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Well, as as a, as a figure, I just you know when you get a figure that you don't uh, so I haven't seen the show yet, but you open it, and you just think, yeah, this is a cool looking figure. It was like that with this figure when I opened it. I preferred him to Daredevil, and, and you know I'm I'm kind of much more into Daredevil. You know, I used to read, read the comics, etc. When I was a kid, um, it's a bit like when I opened the GI Joe Snake Eyes, which was just such yes. a cool figure to play with and pose, and do stuff with. Um, and although this guy didn't pose quite as well, it was just a really nice figure, and the the, the sculpt portrait is really cool. Well, I think as 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 men, you know, we gravitate towards dudes with you know big skulls on their chest. That's that's always full of win, really. That one is. Um, so hey, we gotta talk about Ghostbusters. Okay, right, we we, we we do. I've actually got a lot to talk about Ghostbusters. Jeff, have you any Ghostbusters? I I do not have them. No, so are you, you guys? Are you going to get them? No, do you know? Well, we've again. This is another discussion we've had. I, I used to have a you know a good relationship with Blitzway and talk to them and stuff, and, and I was lucky enough to get samples. I haven't spoken to them for a while, um, but at the same time, I'm I'm not a big Ghostbusters fan. It's ah, like okay, uh, fair enough, back in the eighties, nineteen eighty four, was it? Yep, but thereabouts. Um, I was at college, you know, it was drink, it was girls, it was kind of like, and this film came well, along, and yeah, it was okay. I just so you understand, on. Jeff, that. For me, my number one remembrance of the original film yeah. was that I, I loved it. It was a funny movie. I was a big fan. Yeah. Of the well, exactly. Action. You could not like Great it. Great movie. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. And uh, I had a girlfriend at the time who got me a Ghostbusters t-shirt. Yeah. And things that, you know, so 84, you're still talking early t-shirt stuff, right? Not everybody and their brother like now wore, wore yeah, logo yeah. t-shirts. So she got me a Ghostbusters t-shirt and I wore it to a strip club. And a stripper <laughs> asked me to take it off and let her wear it for one of her sets, uh, and I did. And that's like my most, my favorite memory of going. <laughs> that's a good story, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's a good story. That's that, the kind that, of story. That, that, that's a good story. And, and, and kind of Ghostbusters appropriate as well. Yeah. Kind of as they're all kind of quite lavish and So take it away, then, Mike. Ghostbusters. So did you get him, So did you get him, Eamon? I did indeed. I got. I, I was straight on the case with these. I pre-ordered mine ages ago because uh, I was not. I was not going to miss out on these because I was one of those guys that got all the Mattel goods. I got all the Mattel props. I got all the things. So I'm a diehard Ghostbusters fan. So I was. I was up for these, but I was. I was getting rid of my Mattel figures to, 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 to accommodate these ones. I haven't actually mentioned some of my so, Mattel figures. Eamon, you're probably young enough though that you were probably into the real Ghostbusters. Bingo! There was two anime. things. There was two things oh. I wanted to be growing up: an Indiana yeah. Jones archaeologist or a paranormal investigator. Yeah. I, you know, I, it, was, yeah. it was ridiculous thinking I could ever be He-Man riding on a giant big tiger because there's no giant green tigers around. So yeah, but come on, they state, they're still both good, cool choices. They are, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I have the Ghostbusters. I mean. It, as a kid, I was just at that right age. I was just at that kind of 11, 12-year-old age where just Ghostbusters just hit me square between the eyes. And I loved this. I was maybe about 10, 11, yeah. 12. That, those, that, that was three years. And I loved the real Ghostbusters, which is probably why I really liked the, the latest movie, The Ghostbusters, because to me that felt a bit more like the real Ghostbusters than actually the movie yeah. Ghostbusters. But, yes, to answer your question, Mike, I got the full four sets. So I got the special, big, lovely, big box set with all of them with Slimer, the road stop, the sign. Yeah. All four boys, all the rest of it, and go ahead. I'll give you my opinion afterwards. 
Oh, yeah. So I got the full set, too, with the, the four guys. Uh, actually, I haven't played too much with Winston yet. I've, I've reviewed the other three, but I haven't really done much of anything with Winston. So mm-hmm. I've opened him up, and I've looked at him, and I kind of went, eh, and then put him back. So um, of the other, so I suspect of the four, he's going to be my least favorite in terms of the sculpt. But his, 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 skin uh, is like, his skin is an odd color. Yeah, I, I think they kind of, yeah, there's a slight miss on him. Um of the other three, both uh, Ray and um, um, uh, well, Egon? Peter, Egon, Pete, Pete's not bad, but Ray and, and Egon are, are excellent. I thought that those portraits, yeah. you know, early on there was people going about how way off they were from the prototypes and the portraits were terrible and they looked awful uh, from early photos. And I got to say, that's not true at all. Now, the paint isn't as good as the prototypes. I mean, it's just not. It's it was never they going to be. It was to never going to be. Well, and they got a little ways to go to hit the best Hot Toys quality. But they're as good as, you know, 50% of the stuff Hot Toys puts out. Yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of paint. And and the sculpts on both Egon and, and Ray, I think, are just, they capture the look of the characters. They capture the attitude. They did a good job with giving them a slight expression. Uh, that's something I think they could have done better with with. Venkman, um, yeah. he's a little bland. I think the sculpt would look, and it, and Venkman's also looks a little older, you know, more Ghostbusters two than one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they're and the the costumes are fantastic. I have had no real problems. Uh, the the packs are great. I I did notice that a couple of them I had to, to tighten things up a bit to get the battery compartments to stay tight yes. enough uh, to get the lights to work consistently, but it was a fixable issue. Um, and yeah, the, the, the PKE meter, the ghost trap, everything is just really well done. I, I think the only thing I would have liked, but at 200 to 220 or 225 a piece for the figures, yep. I didn't really expect it would have been real lace boots, you know, instead of the rubber sculpts, which yeah. that's the one thing I could have, but, but even at that price point, even hot toys doesn't do Lace no, boots, no, like so. I said, Punisher, Punisher didn't do less boots either, did he? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah you just can't. That, that's something you do with unlicensed military figures at that point. Well, I, I, they did it with Indy, didn't they? But that was the DX range, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a DX figure. Yeah, that was a DX. Okay, so I mean, here, here's my story with them, though. I saved all of mine, I got them, and I saved mine for Christmas. As you do, I like doing my whole tantric thing, and I actually saved up all my figures. I ended up getting Doc Brown. Okay, get this, right? I got Star Lord, the new Star Lord, the new Rockets. Uh-huh. The four Ghostbusters, Doc Brown, and my girlfriend got me Space Ghost from Mezco. So I'm nice. like, that's a hell, that's a hell of an action figure, Bonanza, right there. But of that's... course, it was straight away into the Ghostbusters for me, straight because I was like dying to get these. And you know, oh, this is my first Blitzwing figure as well. This is my first Blitzwing mm. figure. So Mike pulled. Oh, by the way, folks, and uh, Mike is on his phone, which is why Mike is a little bit uh, mouthy and, and on the thing there. So Mike, uh, pull your mic away a little bit from me when you're not talking. Just because it just makes things a little clearer, that's all. And um, so I, I got mine, and you know, uh, for, I did open Slimer before Christmas because I just wanted a little bit of a preview. And right out the door, Slimer's amazing. It's the best Slimer I've ever seen. I will say, from a geek, really nerdy point of view, Slimer has a butt. He does not have a tail. So I was wondering, I was a bit, I, I was wondering why they gave him a tail because in the in the movie he has he has a butt. He's he is modeled after John Belushi after all. So it's important to kind of give him a butt. But Slimer, uh, Slimer's amazing. He's apps. I just he's, he's, he feels like a, he's really just really well made. He's 
he's translucent in a way that I've never seen before. It's just really nicely, nicely done. He's going to articulated arms and stuff, and that's nice. And then you get this uh, light up sign, which is fine, but it suffers from that kind of structural thing where it illuminates, but unfortunately you're seeing the black shadows of the structure and the battery pack on the inside, and it doesn't really look like an illuminated sign. So I'm like, all right, fine. Okay, if you're going to do something like that, try to make it a little bit better. Overall, I was delighted with those head sculpts, but I was a little disappointed with the level of quality on these to a certain degree, especially on the proton packs. Only two of my proton packs worked, and at that I had to fiddle with it to get working. I have since gotten a third proton pack to work by taking off the back panel and lifting up the steel tabs on the inside and on the actual pack itself. There's everything that's steel and faces that you feel needs to connect raise it up a little bit and that will actually sort it out. But on this third pack, I could not do it. And that slightly, that you know, right at the door to have so much fiddling on, the, on the, the biggest, kind of the most important aspect of these figures, besides the head, was a little annoying. Then there's these clips that go around the front. And if your clip breaks when you're just attaching it and, you will, and you're not a rough person with figures, then there's an issue. Look, I didn't break mine, but I've seen a lot of other people breaking theirs and I can see how because, whoa, it is fragile as hell. I do not even want to separate this. And, and on a hot toy, while things do break on a hot toy, a clip does fasten it. Those clips, are, they work, they function well. And when I was un, trying to unscrew the back of the proton packs, the, the, the metal on the, 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 the nut or the, the, the screw was quite thin, weak metal, and it was kind of threading out. And I was like, okay, that's... That's not great, because I've done a hot toy, and while, again, the metal is maybe as amazing in a hot toy as you would like, the metal in screws does hold up a bit more than that. And just, I, just, I could feel that this plastic wasn't a high-grade high plastic as I would like. However, that aside, the light, once you get those lights going, boom, 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 they're amazing. They flicker on the, the, the actual, uh, the, the, what they call an accelerator, the actual accelerator, the, the round disc part that goes on, and then it's got the blue, boom, boom, little kind of spy, uh, light that goes up and down. And it, 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 it proper gradiates up and down. It's a really nice light. Uh, the light then goes all the way to the front, which brings me to my another down mark. The light on the front of the gun should be white. It's not orange. It's white. It should be white. I don't know why the front of the gun also has a red light. It, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Also, the light on the top of the gun is not nowhere near bright enough to illuminate the proton stream. I mean, it... it Lights barely the tip, and I put them on in full darkness, and it barely lights it up. And it's just, it's just like a more powerful. If, if you're if you're going to have the notion of the proton stream being lit up, work harder on that. Do it better. Now, I understand that there might be a limited to wattage, and it's a small device that has to house a bulb, and I kind of get all that. So I would like to investigate more, but I just, I can't. You know, those lightsabers are hot toys. They seem to kind of get that right. And I know it's a far lighter, smaller, less thick piece of plastic, but still, once those some of those lightsabers light up extremely well. But really, I've never had a red one like illuminate more than a half inch up the red. No, it's usually no. only the blue ones that work well. But this is a white. That sounded so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> well, my Vader's I've never had a red one light up. My, my... Anyway, no, sorry, sorry. Jeffrey. Uh, my red one lights up pretty well. No, I, I, yeah, I, you're right. There might be an actual legit physic or a limitation on exactly the kind of wattage you can put in a bulb like that. But it's just 
It's one of the things. I also would have liked sound in those proton packs. But again, maybe it just wasn't physically possible to house a speaker in there too. So do you know what I mean? So I, I, I'm just saying the things that I would like. For me to be, these these are almost like the ultimate best Ghostbusters, but they just fall short. And just a few little things that just, I think that they could have easily done though, was have clips. Not at $220 though. Yeah, I mean, but they, unless they, of course they're doing this way cheaper than Hot Toys ever does anything. That's, that's, I mean, think about it. If they had put just getting lights in anything in a Hot Toys figure, you're automatically talking 250 let alone anything as complicated as that proton pack. I know, I know, but the, the proton gun itself, though, should have, should have other lights. Because, like, you look at Vader's belt, that has got little lights on it. You know what I mean? So they, they could have put little lights in, in the housing of, of that gun to have lights that are actually on the gun as well, because the gun is supposed to light up along the little dash, the control panels of it as well. Because I've I've got the metal one, you see, so I'm really fickle. It's just I, I see what you're saying. I, I would like, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take correction. If you if you honestly think that that's expecting too much, then then fine. I just I just but you know, I'm just saying what I would prefer as a for me to have the ultimate Ghostbuster. But this they could have fixed in the movie. Both the trap and the proton gun can attach to the belt. And you particularly see it, you, you, you see it a few times in them, and there's none of that ability on these. I would have liked the trap, uh, a, bit, a bit of a housing for the trap. And it's like the, the trap, they've sculpted a clip that looks like a housing onto the base of the trap, but there's actually nowhere to adhere. The trap should also be able to attach onto the proton packs as well. And they don't attach the proton packs. And that, that well, just... particularly since the, the inside of the trap comes out. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But, yeah, yeah I, I guess there's just limits to what they actually what they actually could do so i'm, I'm probably being quite ignorant here and uncertainty. but i don't know it's just those things but saying all that they're absolutely they are they are great i mean those head skulls where you stick that cigarette in ray's mouth man <laughs> and it's just wow it's so evocative of the movie none of what i've said should actually put you off the, getting these figures if you're a ghostbusters fan you need to get these figures these are definitely the I can't imagine better Ghostbusters figures for at least another 10 years. Am I right? I, I think I've been right. Yeah, that. I wouldn't expect to see anything better than this for you know, very because long. We had those Mattel ones, and we've had other companies do, do, do other ones. Uh, those, the Play Arts or Arts, one of those other companies did, did a couple of other Ghostbusters and stuff like that. These, the head sculpting on these is absolute. It is top notch. I mean, I totally agree with you. On, on all the face sculpts, I completely agree with you, Jeff. And I, I do think, I mean, I think the face sculpt in Winston is there, but I just think... His face is just a little too, it's got a little bit too much of red hue and it's too, a little too reflective. I know he was quite sweaty in the movie, but, you, you, you know, not sweaty enough where you couldn't, he, he was just so kind of blurred out all, almost. But um, you get this nice little uh, uh, kind of uh, police guard as well with him and a mix for a nice little diorama and stuff like that. And it has also raised an interesting topic as well. And this kind of is a broader thing as well. True one-sixth scale. Now... I've been reading forums and Facebook posts and stuff like that, and it seems to be that the common consensus is is that other companies seem to be like Star Race, Blitzway, and Enterbay do get they do appear to be tr when they're measured out. So like what somebody some some kind of forums pointed out that like a Bill Murray six foot two, and if you do the math, this figure's quite un uh, accurate to the heights. If you, it, evidently, if you do the math, I don't do that. Uh, it's it's quite accurate, but. If you put these figures alongside a hot toy, they are notably bigger. Have you noticed that? I mean, it's, it's, so I'm like, are hot toys wrong or are all these other companies wrong? Because we remember with the Interbay quarter scales, with the Interbay Batman and Interbay Joker, they were sizably bigger than the quarter scale hot toys um, 
Batman. Right. So I'm just like, what? What's the story there? I'd like your opinions on that, there, gentlemen. Discuss. I don't. I don't know. I, th I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> particularly if you're a, a developing company, you know, you're not always going to have the money to invest in the tooling and the production of various different sizes of of, of base figures. Um, and it's funny because uh, it's like when you were just talking about the fact that these figures are are not quite up there with the hot toy standard and i i don't own them so i, I can't they're comment. brilliant i mean they're, they're just yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, shy yeah, yeah. just shy I've, I've seen i've seen oh. i mean they look amazing and it's it's funny because um when i first saw them obviously the, the character you want if you just want one to encapsulate it's going to be bankman but I like the glasses. I just like the way he looked. I just thought he was a kind of cooler figure. But the one thing I will say is going back a few years, when they first brought out the Carlitos Way figure, at that point, I'm not going to say they were ahead of the game with Hot Toys, but all of a sudden there was like a major play. Yes, agreed. Look, yeah. These guys are just doing something. Who are I think Hot guys? Toys, I think Hot Toys ears pricked up and they were like, whoa. What's going on here? Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody is is seriously challenging us. And I think, I think you know, as long as they can get some decent licenses and and and, and get some people, you know, buying their products and, and supporting them, I, I think that there's no reason that they won't be another major player. Um, but it's just it's just that at the moment, it's just getting those licenses and getting the right product out there. Um, but no, I I just think they're a great they're a great set of figures. They they look amazing. If if I was into Ghostbusters, I would have to own them. It's as simple as that. But uh, I'm not that big a Ghostbusters fan, so I don't. Um, but at the same time, yeah, just just a great set. But I suppose the big question is, out of you two guys, are one of you going to be invested in Ecto One? Well, that's a whole other. Because how much is that baby? It's like it's like the price of a second-hand car, isn't it? Like a real second-hand car. I have car. no idea how much it is. I mean, has the price <laughs> even been released yet? I think it's yeah, it's out. You can pre-order. I think it's. Uh, you can actually pre-order it now. Yeah, I think it's thirteen hundred on Sideshow and closer to fifteen hundred on Big Band. Thirteen hundred yeah. for the Ecto One, baby. Yeah, I'm looking at Ali here, and she's her jaws just literally hit the floor. <laughs> I know, mean, like, yeah, I I don't have enough room for that. I I would love to. I really really would love to. if I if I really I I think I will pre-order it. I, I'm I think so. I mean, I have to. I'm I've got enough Sideshow points. <laughs> You do cover a good chunk of it, so that's the deciding factor. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I, I could sell the Batmobile, I guess, to help fund it. But do I want to sell the Batmobile? I, I think I got to keep the DeLorean. I've, I've got two vehicles here, and that's all I've got room in my. I've got four Detolfs and two vehicles fit on top of those, and that's the Batmobile and the DeLorean. And I don't think I want to get rid of either of those. I want. Hmm. I'd love the Ecto One as well, but. Literally, I'm in an apartment. I do not have room for Ecto One. But if I if I had to, would you, you would you guys? No, would would you guys? Well, I have to admit, I have to admit, no. for, for me, um, yeah, the DeLorean would 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 be a keeper. Yeah, um, and I love the Nolan Batman film, so that would be a keeper. No, and no, it's, this, it's, this, is, this is the Keaton Batmobile. Oh, the oh, the Keaton one. Well, yeah. again, another classic. So it's kind of like if that's the one that means it to you. Uh, again, I can't answer because for me, Ghostbusters films don't mean that much. I, I don't get me wrong; I enjoy them. They're funny. They were great. They remind me of a time in my history, but they're not that important to me. So, Ecto One wouldn't be as as big on my list. No, my for name. me personally. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't get rid of either of those two to get the Ecto one. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, it's, it's the thing. What is it? We'd love to have all three of them because they are the kind of holy trinity of movie vehicles from the eighties. The holy trinity. That's that. that that's, they're the three big vehicles. But let's get back onto this at uh, the scale issue, though, Mike. I wanted to, I wanted to get to, to, to talk about the scale. What, what do you think? I mean, 
I mean, seriously, I mean, if you stand even Doc Brown alongside one of them, and even Captain America and Thor, I've got Thor now on the table because we're watching uh, Thor one last night because it's a good Christmas movie, first movie, Thor. Uh, if you put Thor alongside, like, just Winston there, it, 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 Thor should be massive compared to Winston. And he's not. And it, so what, what do you think is going on there with the scale, Mike? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, you can say that, you know, the 12 inches is six foot, but then you get into a discussion around the, the internal proportions, right? So even if you put like an Egon next to a Captain America and Egon six foot and Captain America's, you know, six two, the problem is, is that the, the bodies bulk up on those Ghostbuster figures. If you don't, it, it, to me, they look a little bulky, right? A little yes. thick. Yes. And so that makes them look bigger than Captain America, which throws the whole thing off because Captain America looks looks appropriate in the hot toys world but not when you compare some of these slightly more i don't want to say caricaturish but slightly less real just a little bit i think hot toys has the scale down i just don't know that you can really compare still from company to company because they're all kind of working off their own uh, base bodies right, okay i mean i haven't i haven't actually taken out i've never had a star race figure out of the box what are star race Say like the Victor one. What is what's the scale like to those compared to a Hot Toy? Are they bigger? Or are they are they more in line with a Hot Toy? What, what's oh, they're a little more in line. A little more in line because I mean I have the um, I have the Interbay Men in Black and they like they're stood in front of Leonidas and they're they're towering above Leonidas and Leonidas should be towering above them. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like it's, for me, I don't think it's too much of a problem because generally speaking, like I would never put the Ghostbusters with. I can't think of a Hot Toys license I'd mix them with. So, yeah. you know, for the most part, I haven't had in the, and with big licenses, like, you know, the Starry's Harry Potter stuff, you've got enough figures that you're going to fill a couple of shelves just with those. And so there's not a lot of mixing and matching. Yeah. And yeah, if yeah. your shelves apart, yeah. it's not as obvious as when they're No, right I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm having to put my Ghostbusters on the bottom shelf just because if I, if I put my Ghostbusters alongside, say, the Deadpool or, or like the Ash, because Ash Williams is in scale. So Sideshow seems to be in scale with Hot Toys. So that's interesting. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, so if you look at, like, like Ash now is in the middle of other horror figures, like the Crow and stuff like that. And if you look at Ash and the Crow, they look like, yeah, kind of look like, yeah, Ash is a bit more caricature but still, they, they are more in proportion with each other. So it is interesting that Blitzway and Enterbay seem to have a slightly bigger, thicker body on, on their figures. But yeah, like you said, they got to work to their own template and stuff. Yeah. Very yeah. But no, it's it, <clears throat> No, I was just going to say it's funny enough because I, I, at the moment on my shelf behind me, I've got um, I've got Wonder Woman standing next to Ripley, standing next to Jin Erso uh, in her Imperial disguise, and it's like you're saying with Hot Toys, they've really got it right because I suppose as you would expect, um, you know, Wonder Woman is Amazonian and towers, nice. and then Ripley looks just about right to me, and then Jin obviously was pretty short, and it's kind of like they. All three of them stand together, three female characters by one company, and the the, the you know the way the way they look and the physicality is so well observed. Um, but it's like I said before, I, th- I think for a company like Blitzway, um, I, I do think you know it takes a hell of a lot of investment to to, to create different height bodies. But I know, I know what you're saying, I mean, it's more between the different companies, and it's that whole kind of like that dynamic. But I don't know. They, they don't owe each other anything. No, it's of course, like, you know, of course it's only no, for us to collect. No. It's only for us collectors that, that that get pernickety. So it's kind of like it's it's really never been a thing that's bothered me that much. No, I even no, used no. to have, and I know this used to really bother you, Mike. But I, I even used to have Medicom figures, you know, on on a shelf with with sideshow and hot toys, and it was just kind of like 
they're a figure, they're a representation of a character. It's nice if they if they get it right, but at the end of the day, it's I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be yeah. too bothered about it. Some, some <laughs> yeah, Metacom were too far off for me. They just couldn't handle yeah. that that little yeah. short Vader they had. Just that yeah, character. Vader was pretty short. That that was that was cool. But yeah, Stanley on his own, he looks great. At the time, he was the best Vader you could get, but. Yeah, years later, he he does look a little bit diminutive. I know, so I like the idea of the Ghostbusters facing up against a Predator or something like that, or a Terminator, and it's just like, mm. when they're towering above the Terminator, it's a bit like, mm. But no, just to quickly recap, all my stuff I said earlier on about Ghostbusters, they are me being really, 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 really fickle. These are not good, still good enough reasons for me to, I love them. They are absolutely awesome. They're iconic, they're bold, they really emanate from the movie and stuff like that, and again, as I said, you can stick cigarettes in their mouth it's it really especially on ray it's just it's it's so evocative it's absolutely brilliant and, and egon's expression the peak it's it's all wonderful stuff and again they are they are well made but i just like for me the experience came like this i i also got me a hot toy star lord the brand new star lord and i opened up star lord after opening up the ghostbusters and when you have to, when i was you know you i opened the Ghostbusters and i had, I had trouble like, getting the packs working and it was all this fiddly thing with the thing and you then open up the Star Lord, and it's just you—you you, you just notice the difference when you open up one straight after yeah. another. You—you you really notice the, the experience is just—it's just a higher quality shindig with with hot toys on a hole. You know, cre- you know, yeah. say whatever you like, but they—they they just have it down. I mean, the, my we're going to talk a little bit about me towards it, just a little bit towards it. We're going to cover up two little more topics before the end of the show. But one of them was like figure the year. And I mean, I don't know if he's going to count or not, Mike, but I have to Hot Toy Star Lord. And for me, hands down, it's between him and Jin Erso and maybe Harley Quinn for Figure the Year. He's absolutely oh. stunning, the new Star Lord. He's brilliant. And he comes with a ton of gubbins. Like, a t- everything you want, Star Lord, he comes with. <laughs> but we'll save that review for when it's it, it, it showing up on your website, Mike. We'll, we'll cover him probably on the, on the next one because I'm, I'm sure he'll start trickling out soon because I went and got the whole Chinese crazy root thing. And, uh, got him, got him well, I, I don't know. I don't know but it might be. It might be good to sum up with a with a quick kind of like I don't know, figure of the year. You well, know, first top of all, three. I, I don't know. Go, first of all, I wanted to go oh. for this little this little topic about like uh, as as I mentioned on our little email, just about I've had this thought, and I'm wondering quickly, what are your thoughts? And are, do you think generations of kids? Do you think we're the only the last generation of kids, or we're the only, rather, the, more specifically, the only generation? to be into this particular kind of hobby as intensely as we are? And do you think in, say, 50 years, there'll be another generation of kids who, who are into action figures? Because I pers- for me, action figures are a thing of the 80s. They were created fundamentally for first and foremost. I know Mike will step in and say, no, I ain't it. But the, action figures really kicked off big time in the 80s. That's when action figures just became mental. And action figures are just not crazy like that anymore. They're, they're, they're just not. It's... Kids are in, in front of iPads and things like that. They do still play with figures and they do still buy them, but I just, it's not as crazed as fad, you know, like when Ninja, like when Ninja Turtles first came out. Do you remember that? Yeah. No one could get Ninja Turtles for Christmas. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to instantly disagree with you, and I, I don't I'll know what on. Mike's going to think on this, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's Kick kind on. of like, yeah, you, you were a child of the, I, I was, I was, you know, I was kind of my formative years from the 80s, but, you know, I, I grew up in the 70s, really, and I had things like Cyborg and Newton, I had Action Man or G.I. Joe's they have yeah, in the yeah. States, um, and, and, and I had all the kind of Cowboys and Indians, and I had Doctor Who figures, and I had the Planet of the Apes figures, all the Mego stuff that came out from Star Trek, and all that kind of stuff, and it was huge and it was massive. And I think 
I think um, I think every generation is going to have their thing that really kind of gets under their skin, whether you know when you're a kid. And I think it's much more to do with the individual and your likes and and inner geekiness and you know letting that geek out as to whether you're into it or not. I, I think I think for me personally, the big sea change is that kids are much more into devices and computer games now. Mm. Um, and I think stuff. that. Well, I think online you can be whoever you want to be, but there's always going to be kids and, and adults who just like physical things that they can hold and touch and pose or statues yeah. or whatever. Uh, personally, that, that's how I feel about it. And I, I just think as long, as long as there are human beings on this planet with a passion for anything, whether it's, uh, whether it's geeky or sporty or whatever, they like memorabilia, they like stuff. I just think it's, I think it's a huge, big, massive thing. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Mike? Yeah. And, and, you know, I back up and I'm in the 60s. And and to me, it was Captain Action and G.I. Joe. And then uh, Mark's Best of the West, you know, that was the bomb. Oh, yeah. Everybody had them. Everybody played with them. So we had our action figures, too. But um, I think one of the things that the reason video games have, have replaced them is because they both serve the same purpose, right? Action figures were a way for you to pretend you were somebody else in a different world and make and up act your own out story. Those fantasies. Right. And so now in a video game, you're doing the same thing. Uh, my son got a HTC Vive for uh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I put that VR headset on and started dinking around with it. Oh, my God, it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried it. There was, I was just dinking around at like a shooting range, and I had picked up a, an over and under shotgun, and I was shooting some skeet, and I went to put the shotgun down on a table in front of me, and the table, I put it down so the stock was off the table, and the gun sw- fell, and the barrel swung back at me, and I ducked. <laughs> <laughs> An automatic response, right? It was like, oh, crap. Really yeah. cool. So, but it's the same thing, right? You're putting yourself in a different world. And so that's kind of yeah. supplanted the need for action figures to some degree. Now, I will say that, that so that could indicate that, you know, 30 years from now, who's going to care about action figures is cause a nostalgia thing. But I would also say that how many Japanese kids who are now 30 and buying hot toys like candy really had any action figures? I mean, I don't know. Is it, was, was, in the early 80s, were action figures a big market in Japan? I would say Did so. they all play uh, with toys? Yes, And yet course. they're buying Hot Toys figures like crazy. I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think Japan is kind of like a, a bit of an anomaly in that one. I mean, that they are, they are big into collector and pop culture anyway. I mean, they, they, they've got a whole philosophy about this kind of stuff. You know? They've got a whole philosophy yeah. about the object and, 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 and mechas and all, and all this kind of stuff. So... Yeah, and I don't see that changing or going away. So, and that's a huge market for hot toys, right? That's as much as yeah. we like to think of America yeah, and Europe as being a big market. Yeah, yeah. Asia is really is really where hot toys is is doing it. So you reckon so? As long as the folks in East Asia and stuff like that keep making and are into pop culture things, we're we're golden. We, yeah, we, and I, I think it, personally, I think it, it's it's cyclical as well. These these things come, they go, they rise, they fall. It's like bloody empires it's it's one of those things where i think um and a lot of it has to do with the economy it's kind of at the moment you know figures on the secondary market aren't selling as well part of that's because they are flooding the market more people know what they want to collect but at the same time people just don't have the dispensable income they used to have so whereas a rare figure you know 10 years ago was doing stupid money like a you know a thousand dollars for 
bloody you know colonial marines it's kind of like these days even the rarer figures they're they're keeping more you know uh, you know you might make 30 40 50 maybe 100 bucks more on, on a secondary market if you're lucky but it's i think it's it's much more to do with the economy uh, and it's much more to do with the cyclical market of what people are into and what happens well it's just that you know it just spurred me on because it was like obviously toys r us went kind of almost went into bankruptcy and they're having to close on a whole bunch of stores and stuff like that we've seen yeah. You know, I was in America in, 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 in the late 90s, and I remember going to KB Toys and, you know, Menlo Park Mall and all these places, and, you know, aisle upon aisle upon aisle of action figures, just aisles yeah. of action figures. Now, you know, you go to a Toys R Us, there's one aisle, and it's just action figures, and at that, it's not quite as thingy, and you're, you know, you're not getting play sets anymore, you're not getting these kinds of things anymore, and yeah. it, does, it, it, it does seem to me that the age group who is buying these action figures, especially... You know, well, for, forgetting a moment about the disposable small little ones you will catch in Asda or Walmart, like near the checkout. Forget those kinds yeah. of figures for a moment. I mean, they're your box and your, your Marvel Selects, or, or not your Marvel Selects, but your, your Marvel Universe ones or things like that. I'm on about like, you know, you, you went to the KB Toys and you could buy like a big um, like alien from ID from Independence Day or something like that. You know, a yeah, big, yeah, yeah. big featured cool toy from a movie and something like that. And, a figure, a figure, specifically figure, not a toy figure from the movie. And yeah. he, there was loads of that, like loads of that from about, like from once He-Man came out, once Ronald Reagan debunked, got rid of all the regulations, He-Man kicked it all off and boom, we got masks, Thundercats, Transformers, everything came all the ways right up. And it hasn't really stopped, but just in the last decade specifically, you know, the toy aisles generally have gotten smaller and smaller with action figures. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just concerned, man. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that again is to do with people's taste and what's cool and what isn't. Um, you know, and we all know that it's it's cooler to be a geek now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that that whole kind of like what the aesthetic of what people want in that. So I think that's why the Popco little kind of bobblehead things have really taken off. They they look cool. They kind of work. I mean, my my youngest daughter, who's who's not particularly geeky, has started collecting the Stranger Things Popco figures Yay! and things like. That. So it's yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like I just think these things evolve; they change. It's kind of like, and the market and the manufacturers recognize that, or they don't. They sink, they swim, they do what they need to do. And it's kind of like um, I think that at the moment we we were lucky enough to be of the right age, you know, if you if you consider it that way, uh, to have gone through a kind of golden age of kind of. 80s cinema and 80s collectibles and stuff and we come out the other end and and some people have got bigger dispensable incomes than others but we all just want stuff yeah. you know we want things on our shelves that remind us of when we were that age or when we did that thing or where we were and who we were with um and i think that's the beauty of it and it's kind of you shouldn't lose sight of buying stuff because it's important to you rather than buying it as an investment because yeah. you know stocks and shares and gold do that if that's what you want go and do that shit but just just enjoy it just yeah. love it you know, that's what it's about. No, I guess, I guess, I guess that kind of evens it out then, actually. That kind of answers my question a little bit. The, the fact that, yeah, toy oils have gotten smaller with action figures and stuff like that, but also the whole, like you said, pops are a fine example. The whole broader palette of cult- yeah. pop culture collectibles has exploded in recent years. So, yeah, I guess there's a flip side to all that there, isn't it? There you go. There you go. Looking to find collectible figures at low cost with superior customer service? 
Fanboy Collectibles is one of the largest retailers of high-end collectibles on the east coast of the USA. Carrying a full array of hot toys, enter-based, sideshow collectibles, 3A and all the top manufacturers. The Mexican International package is shipped daily, all fully insured with tracking number and securely packed. Getting it to you as quickly is important, but not as important as your collectibles arriving in pristine condition. Are you looking to pre-order an item to guarantee you don't miss it when it's released? Well, Fanboy Collectibles does that too. If you've got a question about an item, give them a call, shoot them an email, or even leave them a message on their Facebook page. Fanboy Collectibles is available full-time to respond to you and to get your items to you as quickly as possible. Anyone can make a sale. Fanboy Collectibles knows the key to being successful is repeat customers. That comes from doing the right thing by you and making customer services their priority. Fanboy Collectibles. For some it's a hobby, to them it's an obsession. All right, then. so well, let's 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 quickly go over to, to uh, the, my fr- well. You've heard my top three. It, it's it's the new Star Lord uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, uh, Generso. Uh, so I, I get the regular Generso, but people can drop in the DX or the uh, is it a DX Generso? Is it a DX Generso? Or is it a there was, yeah. Didn't you go for the regular? I got the regular, but is the other one actually called a DX? Anyway, for, for argument's sake... Yeah, there's, it's not a DX, it's a deluxe. Deluxe, right? so it that's it. Deluxe. Second del- outfit. Yeah, deluxe generous. So, so basically, generous so from Rogue One in her regular deluxe outfit. And Harley Quinn, Star Wars. So Star Lord for me, Harley Quinn, yeah. and generous. So Jeff, top three? For me, Harley Quinn really wants to be in there. Yeah. Because I love the figure. I think it's a really amazingly cool. I love the sculpt. I love everything about it. But at the end of the day, the movie sucked. And it's kind of like, it's just a great figure from a bad movie. So it's it's kind of relegated for me. So for me, my top three, and I think I'm right in thinking that all these came out this year, K2, K, K2SO, which is going to be a surprise yeah, for yeah, some. Good. Not good one, good one. I love that figure. I just really love the aesthetic of it. I love everything about it. I love the movie. So for me, it's almost like if I only had one figure from that movie, he would be the one standing on the shelf. Cool. Um, so he's, he's, he's definitely my, my, my third. But for number two, it's going to be Doctor Strange because I just thought he was freaking amazing. Great sculpt, great accessories, great outfit. It was just kind of everything came together. I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't in my, you know, it wasn't one of my top Marvel movies, but just a really great figure. Uh, and for me, number one, it's a totally personal thing. I know people have bitched about the sculpt. I think it's freaking amazing. It's Ripley. Purely because I've always wanted Ripley from the original Alien, and now I've got her, and she's sweet, and I like her, and she's going to be on permanent display. She's never going back into a box. Oh, good so stuff. That, those are my top three. Good man. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to cheat and split them up by male and female. Oh, you know, all right, all right. That's the way we do it in the poppies, so yeah, I'm going to do it that way. Okay, we'll do a poppy stuff. All right, so Hulkbuster's my number one male. Sorry, but there's uh, no way I don't think you, I don't think you can count that as a male. Actor. Oh, how can you not count it? <laughs> well, there's a bloke inside. Come all on, right, okay, all right, okay, yeah, all right, all right. Hulkbuster. It's a, it's a six-scale figure. I mean, it's a Hulkbuster, man, just because <laughs> it it's like powers over everybody else and kicks their butt. I mean, come on. All right, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Hulkbuster is my number one. I don't think – I'm betting that's going to be hard to beat this year. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange is my number two. I agree with Jeff. He was like one of my favorite male figures all year. He just he was just a great figure, uh, and that's one where they really nailed the portrait. I thought they had a they had a a, yeah. uh, a very unique head sculpt to work you know a portrait to work with with uh, Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. and they and nailed those it. Accessories. I they did 
Oh, yeah, and the accessories are... And the outfit, the costume. Yeah, yeah really everything. Well it's just... Whoa. This is a beautiful figure. And my number three uh, is going to be kind of a surprise, too, but I really, really still enjoy my Dr. McCoy from QMX. I think they're crushing uh, it with the whole Star Trek line. Yeah. Con yeah, is yeah. one we'll have to talk about here at some point. The con well, you got, you got the, which month. con did you get the 60s con? Yeah, no, yeah, 60s con. He's just great. Because I'll get the movie uh, con, but, uh, but the 60s con. Uh, movie it's con's not out yet, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I told you it's true after Strider now, didn't I? So you had Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, so McCoy is number three. On the ladies' side, I agree on Harlequin. That's my number one. She is yeah. uh, They really captured... It's rare that you can do such an extremely expressive uh, uh, head sculpt and not look silly, and yet they captured the character, I think, just perfectly. Yeah, yeah, uh, I totally agree. Number two is, is Jin Erso in, the, in, the, in her outfit, the deluxe outfit. I just... Again, I thought she turned out, you know, you can complain that she's not quite as good as the prototype, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I think they actually did some improvements over the prototype. Yep. I think she's a beautiful Agreed. figure. Uh, yeah. And my number three is Jeff's uh, Ellen Ripley. I really like Ellen Ripley. I, really yeah. I thought they, you know, I think that was a wise choice to go with the sculpted hair on her. I think that in the end, she turned out really, really well. So, yeah, those are my top three females. So it appears to be then between the three of us. Then we all our commonality there is Jinerso. Yeah, but I, I I only have her in the Imperial disguise at the moment. But yeah, she's cool. Cool. But you've got the head sculpt, don't you? You've got her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How she's good is? How, the, I mean, how good is that head sculpt? Uh, I, I, again, what are people talking about? No it's it's what are people talking I'm about? Not, when not, they can't, if you can't see, you know, uh, yeah. I'll just shut up now because yeah, it, yeah. it makes me a little bit angry. We've had sometimes. one rant already today, Jeff, and, and and I'm the Irish one. I'm only I'm allowed to rant. You, you, yeah. you, you boys are more civilized than I am. You can feck and rant as much as you like. I can feck and rant as much as I like. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, I think that's it now. That's for for 2017. Um, oh. I will tell you this, Eamon. Go on. As we were doing our podcast here. Yeah. Uh, the furnace guy came in the house to give me an update on the furnace out oh, there. What's up the and, furnace? Uh, by the way, by everybody, and, this is Mike's furnace in his lovely yeah. big shed that houses all of his action figures. That's right. And so he came in to give me an update on what he's working on. And I was on the podcast here and I muted you guys. Uh, but he could hear you guys talking. And, and when you were talking, he said to me, is that dude speaking in a, for, in, in a foreign language? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Said, no, no, that's English. My accent isn't that heavy. Everyone can understand what I'm saying. With a, with a little bit of Irish thrown in. If you really want to talk Irish and I can talk really Irish really fast, but it's nothing totally confusing. So won't be hearing anything at all. Not least on this podcast, I'm hearing what you're Did you get all that? Did I <laughs> sound like? Did I not sound a bit like Brad Pitt in uh, what you call it? Um, <laughs> but you sounded like Eamon talking fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I sound like the Pikey from Switch Snatch. <laughs> Brad Pitt from Snatch, which is a great movie. I mean, Brad Pitt nailed that accent. Well, nailed the pikey Irish accent in Snatch. It's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, if, if, if I seriously, if I took you guys over to Ireland and I put my friends over Ireland, they think they, they think I sound American. They think I sound like oh, you're you're you you know. They always give me flack for not having a full yeah. Irish accent. Oh, I bet. That's what you guys will laugh at, and admittedly, most people do laugh at here as well, until, you know, then I take my girlfriend over to Ireland, and then introduce her to local Kerry folk and Cork folk, and then she gets the full taste, and she oh my god, your elocution's amazing compared to theirs. I don't understand a freaking word that she not, not a bloody word. <laughs> well, lads, it's been lovely having you for 2017. Yeah. You know, we've, it's, it's been a, quite a bananas year, uh, for all kinds of crazy reasons, actually. Um, I will say, yeah... It, Generally, for human race, it's been a terrible year. 
But for movies, yeah. it's been awesome. And for action figures, it's been awesome. So if there is one big man sitting on a chair that's, you know, uh, wanting to keep the humans pacified, it, it, they're doing a good job of that stuff, at least anyway. At least we're being entertained a lot, you know. If we were living in the world of 1984 and this was just a very gentle uh, d d d dictatorship, you know, we, we, we're pacified. We're, we're giving a lot of good entertainment. Not that that should stop anyone from kicking up some stink when things go awry. So, <laughs> but uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a good year. I've had actually a really good year myself. I mean, oh, just overall, how was your year in jail? My year's been awesome. I've had, wait, can you see how many action figures designed next year? It's, wait, till you see? There's like 20 action figures I've designed. It's crazy. It's brilliant. I can't wait for next year. But how was your year, Jeff, on a whole? 2017 was, was good. It was interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm really hoping 2018 is going to be better. I've had some news recently about some stuff. So, All right. yeah, I think it's going to be good. Okay, good, 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 good. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Mike, yourself? Uh, it was a decent year. Nothing super special happened, but it was nothing super terrible. It was, you know, one of those middle-of-the-road years. Well, you keep, those, along. you keep your political rants coming there, young Mike. You, you keep us on the straight and narrow. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, Mike, I do like sharing your uh, your your, your oh, with just, my wife because uh, man, he it's like yeah, I, I he's saying it way better than I ever could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you know, I think that that happens a lot of time as well. It's something, but some sometimes people have good intentions, but they they don't have the ability to articulate it that well, or they have an Irish accent, whatever the case may be. <laughs> well, it's happy New Year to you both, and to you too Amen. as well. Yeah, and have a really, really uh, wonderful evening on the night, and uh, yeah, we'll all regroup in the uh, in the new year. Yeah, well, the, yep. uh, yeah. Mike, last word. Uh, have a great new year. There you go. Well, that's it now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we hope you all of our listeners. I shall, you... I shall chink glasses with everyone again, uh, Eamon. Yep. And to you, Mike. Yep. Congrats, you. you know. Uh, yes, let, let's look forward to an yeah, amazing uh, 2018. Thank you. That was good. Ooh, little kid there. Um, Yes, thank you very much, listeners, for all your love and support over, over the year as well. Uh, you know, like us and share us and do all that commentary stuff. You can email me, eamon at eamonart.com. Mike's got his website, mwctoys.com. You know, Happy New Year, everybody. We hope you have a good 2018, and we shall see you very soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Au revoir. Bon voyage, etc. Mm -hmm.